Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or just so happen to find this recording, and welcome to the Marvel Men Podcast, a show where a bunch of us nerds talk all things related to the MCU 24-7-365. I'm, I'm Tommy DeVito, one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined by my other co-host, Zach Benicello. What up? And Alex DiCarlo. Okay, I'm just making sure everything is right. Uh... I'm okay. sure you're wondering now, what is he talking about? Well, given that we're coming on the 15th anniversary this year in 2023 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we thought it'd be the perfect time to take a look back at where it all started with the Infinity Saga. And we don't just mean mean figuratively, we mean literally. Because today, literally. we are literally going back in time through the quantum realm to, to phase one. Next time we'll be going to phase two, and then after that, phase three. Yeah, in this three-part retrospective of the Infinity Saga. And you're wondering, how are we going back in time through the Quantum Realm? Well, why don't you tell us, Alex? Yeah, just give me a minute. Just uh, loading up uh, the calculations. Just making sure everything is right. You know, Bruce must have left some notes somewhere, or maybe Dr. Pym must have left something behind. I don't know. Probably Stark. He's the one who invented it, who fixed it. Fair enough. All right. So if you're probably wondering, we're actually at Avengers HQ right now, setting up the time travel tech that the Avengers use. Yes, they've gone back in time with it. And now we're going to we're going to try it ourselves. Yes. And you guys are coming with us. So everyone. So make so guys, make sure you got your your quantum navigators. Yep. Uh, Let me see. Let me just uh, let me just get mine on. There we go. Zach, you got yours on. I'm got mine on. Sweet. Right. I got mine. All right, boys and girls. Keep your hands and legs inside the ride at all times. Everybody, you all you viewers, make sure you got your your wristband on and ready as ready in three, two, one. Boom. Oh my god, that was disorienting. Oh my god, how did Ant-Man do that? Oh my god! Okay, growing and shrink, shrinking, and to that level, going through and coming out—that that is no kind of. Did it work? Yep. Yeah. Let me. Let's see. We're in the year two thousand eight. Yeah. Let, let, let me check the date. The date is May second, two thousand eight. Ooh, that's quite an interesting day because that mark because we're now that we're here that we're now at the premiere of Iron Man. Ah, the very first MCU movie. Yes. Now, here's a history lesson for you all. Back in the early days of the MCU, when Marvel Studios was in a a bankrupt kind of situation, they had to think of something here. That's why they turned to Paramount Pictures to distribute some of their films. Yes. And they thought, and and they had to figure, okay, we need, in order to save us, we need something that's big, something that's never been done before. And then along came a certain Mr. Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. He worked previously on the Fox, some of the Fox X-Men films, and decided, why don't we do something like what they're doing, but we make multiple films of different characters into one big universe. Ooh. We're going to try it out. We're going to see how it goes. Yeah. See how it goes. But, one, but also, one thing about Feige, he, before he actually worked on the MCU, he, Tommy's right. Not only did he work on the Fox X-Men films, he also worked with Sam Raimi on the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man trilogy. 
So we had some experience with wow. Marvel of with superheroes and how those movies work. Mm-hmm. So, so then, boys and girls, let's begin our journey. As they came to the point of now, they figured they they thought, okay, how, who, what character are we going to launch this universe, this this cinematic universe on, this Marvel cinematic universe? And then mm-hmm. they decided Tony Stark, aka Iron Man, played by the one and only. Robert Downey Jr. Yep. Now, some of you may know Robert Downey Jr. from his short-term stint on Saturday Night Live. Some of you may know him as Sherlock Holmes. But but for all of us MCU nerds, we've come to know him as the one and only Iron Man. Yes, he, of course, Iron. even when he started playing Iron Man, he came out of a rough situation. Like, he had, like, he was the prime example of someone turning their life around. Yeah, and he had like a lot of like he, he had a lot of stuff going on, going on in terms of like he was in jail at one point. When like he, he had like a, a rocky upbringing, but it all worked out because he turned his life around and got cast as Iron Man. Thanks also with a good recommendation from his friend, direct and director of the film, who also starred in it, Mr. John Favreau, who you may also know as Happy Hogan. Happy Hogan. And fun fact, before he was actually Happy Hogan, he was actually in another Marvel film before the MCU was made. He was Foggy Nelson in the Daredevil film that Ben Affleck was in. Oh, interesting. So, yes, so how did we start this cinematic universe? Well, we pick up in the year, we start in the year 2008. And of course, Mr. Tony Stark in this first film of Iron Man, it starts out with him. The origin story, I'm sure, if people hadn't known it, now you know. He was like in Afghanistan. He got captured by the Ten Rings, which were a terrorist group at the time, which more on that late in another episode of the Ten Rings. And and basically they were forcing him to to use his his intellect to make weapons. Yeah. And when he realizes yeah. that those weapons were his, he realizes, oh, shit. What, what am I, I doing? What, what company am I running? Running. This is what I'm using my intelligence for. This is how I'm honoring my parents' legacy. So we decided no. So you figure one, I gotta change things around, but first, I gotta get out of here. But there's a catch to it. He had a bit he's of shrapnel. Got some, he's got something planted in his chest. He had a piece of shrapnel in his chest from the explosion oh. where he was captured. And they had something in it that was pulling it up so it didn't affect his bloodstream and his body. Which was basically known as the arc reactor. Or would be known as the arc reactor mm-hmm. as and in a cave with a box of scraps. More on put, that later. Put together a mini version of the giant arc reactor they had at, at Stark at Stark Industries and to put it in his chest. And he built a suit to escape, which mm-hmm. is exactly what he did. And then he realizes that uh that things have not gone so well. Yeah, he, he returns yeah, he got- home. He returns home and does damage control on everything. Pulls well, the plug he on cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah. After he has the cheeseburger, pulls the plug on a few projects, which causes a uh, Obadiah Stane, his business partner, Jeff Bridges, time. Uh, played by Jeff Bridges. Yes. He was super pissed off. He was, of course. But then Tony Stark figures as now that he's back home and he has his wealth and technology, if he was able to build the Mark one in a cave in a mini arc reactor that wasn't that great or that, that, that worked in a cave 
in a third world country. Now I'm home and I have my technology. I can do something good here. And that forced the Mark II. Yep. And it's not just uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Jeff Bridges uh, leading this extraordinary cast. We also have Terrence Howard playing the role of Colonel James Rhodes, soon to be known as War Machine. Um, we John also Favreau have of- as Happy Hogan and Gwyneth Paltrow as the as the lovely Miss Pepper Potts. Plus, we also have the debut of Clark Gregg as Phil Coulson, an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, and of course, I just the scene when he's building the Mark II and he's like testing like the jets will forever be one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in my life. And don't forget, this is also the debut for Paul Bettany as the voice of Jarvis. Hello, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like I like it when now, he turns on the jets for the boots and he goes and he flips over and he hits at the wall. <laughs> like, yeah. Ow. Yeah, but mostly it's a, I really liked how they set up Iron Man to become one of the more pivotal heroes in the MCU, especially with his first fight against uh, Obadiah, who is taken on the alias of the Iron Monger. Yes. And of course, interesting enough though, at the end when he says, I am Iron Man, that was improv by Downey. Oh yeah. Because then and then they liked it, like, okay, you know what, screw it, let's leave it. Which I have to say, it's pretty iconic given his last words. Yep. But as as what they all say, it is only just the beginning. Because Zach, you want to you want to say this one? Yeah, or what happens after the credits of this movie? It was the beginning of a bigger universe than we could ever imagine. Because, not only that, because because after the credits roll for this movie, we get a surprise of, there's another scene. Oh, yes. Somebody, we hear, we hear a, a quite unique voice in the shadow saying, I am Iron Man. I am a Mr. Stark. Sorry, I'm putting together a team. And then Samuel L. Jackson walks forward as Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D., with a folder, hands and slides it over to Stark that says the Avengers Project. Ooh, the meaning, Avengers Initiative. The, the, yes, which meaning this is all going to culminate with the Avengers. Oh, yes. But, but boys and girls, this journey is just beginning because... Where are we going now, journey. Zach? We are going forward a month to June 13th, 2008. All right, you guys ready? I'm not. Ready. But, okay. And, and. Oh my God. That is never uh, not going to be weird. Yeah. Oh my I think God. it's going to take a while to get used to. Uh, why did I eat no, before this? Good. Yeah. Same. Why did I, why did I have dinner before this? My God. Jeez. Uh, that was not a good idea. Yeah. Having McNuggets. Yeah. Same. So here we are in June of 2008 where Marvel Studios have released their second film titled The Incredible Hulk. But this one is not distributed by Paramount. Universal. This one is, yep, this one This one was distributed by Universal. Yes. And interesting enough, we get the casting of Edward Norton as Dr. Bruce Banner, a.k.a. The Hulk. And we also have Liv Tyler as Betty Ross. We got William Hurt as, as military general at the time, Thunderbolt Ross. Uh, we also have Tim Roth coming in as Emil Blonsky, otherwise known as the Abomination. And this film was actually directed by Louis Lederier. And actually, we, we, have, uh, 
We also have Tim Blake Nelson as Samuel Stearns, a.k.a. the leader. More on that later. Yeah, we're probably going to see him later come 2024, courtesy of Captain America New World Order. So, but for now, let's see how this all came to be. 2024, we're in the year 2008, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, let's see how this all came down. So, as of what we can tell, Dr. Bruce Banner was, of course, a scientist. He was experimenting with gamma radiation, and it turns out that he came across this super soldier project. More on that in a little bit. More on that when we jump to 2011. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And of course, he decided to test that formula with gamma rays on himself. Dumb idea, if you ask me. Yeah, but it turns out... Yeah, but that decided to backfire. but, But during that backfire, something incredible happened. Oh, I see what you did there. Get it? <laughs> yep. So yeah, it picks up where uh, where Bruce Banner is uh, currently, well, in this time period. He's currently on the run as a fugitive um, from the US government. And uh, he's been hiding like all around the world. And, uh, and, and I liked how they like, I like how they opened it up with the film, like uh, using uh, montages of the, of the origin story. So, so basically, we already know how it goes. Yeah, he becomes a green monster called called the Hulk when he gets angry. You wouldn't oh, like yeah. him when he's angry. Yeah, don't want to piss him off. Off. So basically, what we do know is that Bruce Banner is trying to figure out how to cure himself from the Hulk. And what he does is that he's been sending samples of his blood to a, a certain somebody by the name of Mr. Blue. More on that later. Yes, as but, he's Mr. Green. Yep. But what we do know is that the samples did not go as well. Exactly. He's try he tries multiple methods and they don't work. Yeah, so basically he has no choice but going back to the US undercover where he goes into Harvard University and becomes, well, an a delivery pizza guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By which I will admit, I mean, his, his disguise as a pizza guy was 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 so cool, and and also getting the chance to see uh, Lou Ferrigno again, uh, that was just an amazing cameo from him. Oh, I agree. Given that, because those of you who don't know, Lou Ferrigno played the Hulk at one point in the past. Yes, uh, he was uh, he was the Hulk in uh, in the in the classic CBS Hulk television series where where Bill Bixby portrayed Banner and of course Ferrigno, Ferrigno was the portrayed Hulk. the. The ever so jade giant. I wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Yeah. And and also, not only that, but we also have our first look at modern family star Ty Burrell as uh as Leonard Sampson. Hmm. Where where uh, he's gotten together with Betty. So and let's just say uh Bruce does not want to see Betty after uh, after all the chaos that happened to her. Understandable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, he's been. Yeah, so what's been happening, and how to sum up the Incredible Hulk in in some way? Um, so first of all, I like they I like the fight. Blue. Yeah, I I also liked how they brought in Emil Blonsky into the MCU, but uh, but I think with the with this movie in general, I I think I think it could have I think it could have done better. This is yeah, I feel like this is the one where Marvel has in the future has gone back. 
and corrected it. Like they don't know this now in 2008, but oh, yeah. they said they're going to be doing a lot of correcting because eventually like they're not even going to get Edward Norton back. It's going to be somebody new because uh, Mr. Blue was revealed to be Samuel Stearns, AKA the leader. He creates the abomination. Some of the blood gets into the wound in his head. His head starts to grow. And that's the last we see of both of these characters after their battle for a while. Yeah, for a long, long time. It's going to be a heavily theorized thing. Yeah, and actually, and at the end, time, we get a cameo from Mister from Robert, Robert Downey Jr. The Hulk talking about a team, and he's looking yeah, for actually. Ben. What's funny is, uh, at the end, Stark comes uh, looking to Ross, and he's like, "Yeah, um, I'm putting I'm putting together a team, and uh, I'm gonna have to use a." Uh, I'm gonna have to use the the Hulk. Yes, they could use. And Ross that. is like, "What for?" And yeah, all that setup is going to be paid off sooner or later. It, once we get to 2012, but first of all, where do we gotta go now, Zach? We are gonna go back. We're gonna go forward to May 7th, 2010. Yep. Right. Ooh, I, I wonder what's there. Let's let's find out, shall we? All right, let's go. Let's find out. <laughs> Ugh. Nope, nope. Still disorienting the third time. Yep. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Make sure you got after, all your pin particles. Yep. Let's make sure your pin particles there. There after you watch a three movie, which yeah. was a fan at the time, but maybe coming back. Oh, oh man. So, so, so it worked. We're in two thousand ten. Yeah, and actually, Zach, uh, was, was there what something that happened over here? What happened here? Iron Man two. The yes. sequel oh. to the 2008 hit. Yes, this time we're building Once up the event. Directed by John Favreau. Yes, so of course we got Robert Downey Jr. to return as Tony Stark, Gwyneth Paltrow to return as Pepper Potts, um, John Favreau as Happy Hogan. However, we did not get Terrence um, Howard. Terrence Howard to back to play Rhodey. Instead, because I guess he wanted a bigger contract, because even at the end of Iron Man, he looks at the student and says, next time for definitely. So yeah, I think that was set up of Rhodey suiting up as uh, as War Machine. Yeah, so I guess, I think it was something That's with money. Well, I don't know, something with money. They decided, and so instead, they roped in Don Cheadle, who will who will continue to play this part, part in the MCU. Yep. And they just act like nothing happened. They act like, oh, he's always looked like Don Cheadle. That's it. He's always been Don mm-hmm. Cheadle, and, and that's just it. Yeah, but uh, but but I don't think those are the only people joining the cast. Hey, uh, hey, Zach, uh, were, were, was there anybody else that was in this movie? Like an event? How about Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow? Oh. Interesting enough, though, it originally was supposed to be Emily Blunt, but, ah, she, but she had a yeah. scheduling conflict and she had to back out. So then the role went to Scarlett Johansson, who will continue to play the part. Yeah, but I wonder, uh, was there anybody else in this movie other than Scarlett or? Um, let me see. Uh, Zach, I was gonna say, Zach, do you know anybody else that was in this film? Uh, Mickey Rourke, Mickey Rourke as Whiplash. Ah, Ivan Vanko. Ivan Vanko. And of course, uh, I think uh, a certain someone by the name by the name of Mr. Sam Rockwell as Justin Hammer. Yes. Uh, Justin. I thought you were thinking, thinking Fury. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, and actually, actually, speaking of Fury, Fury, Sam Jackson. 
He's in this movie too. Uh, he he's perfect. He, he's the epitome of perfect castings. Yeah, and especially the the one of the funniest scenes I can I ever consider from Iron Man Two was the where donuts. was where Stark was just uh was just at Randy's Donuts right now, and and he was like biting on a donut, and Nick Fury was like, "Sir, I'm gonna have to ask yeah, you to, you to come the down." Yes, that's, so this that's movie the one scene up, that always comes to mind. So this movie oh, picks yeah, up about two years afterwards. Tony Stark has been questionable. He get he meets a person by the name of Natalie Rushman working for him, who we will find out later on is actually Natasha and, Romanoff, and, the Black and, Widow. Wink, 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 and and nudge, nudge. Wink, I will say that he's like in this because he also suits up at the race car track, the Mark V and Monaco a suitcase. I'm surprised they Ooh. never used, they did anything with that again because that was one of the coolest suit ups when he first. I know, started. right? It came in the form of a briefcase. Like, what the fuck? You just open it was... and boom, you just assemble the suit. Ooh. You can see, and of course, he's also suffering from what was it, lead poisoning? Yeah, probably. Yeah, the arc poisoning. Reactor. Yeah, the arc reactor was poisoning yeah, him. The arc reactor isn't without its flaws. And mm-hmm. of course, the, he by finding his father's research, he's able to create a, an entirely new element. Yes, and then there's also the thing with the oh. military wanting the Stark technology oh. now that it's out that he's Stark. I mean, that he's Iron oh. Man. Yeah, um, and I get that feeling that uh, that 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 Iron Man 2 is sort of adapting us uh, some bits of, uh, of a comic called uh, Armor Wars. Now, if you remember Armor Wars, it's basically uh, a lot of people gaining Tony Stark's technology and basically he's gone paranoid and wants to uh, take it back. And Rhodey... Goes into his house and takes the Mark II for himself. Oh yeah, so basically he he redesigned it for for the government's uh, needs. Basically, he, suiting him up into the war, war machine. machine. Yes, but yeah, um, but I will say to this though, uh, when I get that feeling that this was a whole type of a uh, armor battle, if you ask me, and uh, and it's not not to be not to be confused with the with the upcoming uh, Armor War series on Disney Plus. No, but... it's a movie. Oh, really? It's actually going to be a movie. Okay, yeah, they change it. It's going to be a movie now. Yeah, I was really? going to believe RDJ is going to cameo on that because there's a rumor he's going to a cameo somehow, which makes me think if that is true, it's if it's now a movie, they're going to want that on the screen. Is it probably because of a flashback? Who knows? But anyways, for oh, Iron Man 2, though, the I, I really like how they set up uh, Colonel James Rhodes to become War Machine, where he suits up in the up in the Mark II suit. And what's really interesting is that Gwyneth Paltrow's character, Pepper Potts, she takes over as CEO of Stark Industries. Because Tony's got his own thing going on as Iron Man. Oh, yes. Yeah. But oh, let's yes. just say things did not go well at the end. No, because they got to fight the drones by Justin Hammer, as well as an armored whiplash. Yeah, by which I will say this, though. The final, for, for that battle, that, that, that Iron Man and War Machine, when they took on against Whiplash, that that, scene, that very scene, though, they went full on Dragon Ball Z up in here. Yeah. Oh, oh, one thing I do want to note, though, when the drones are attacking, we see one about to attack this little kid that's in a little boy that's in an, an Iron Man mask and a toy arc reactor. Tony jumps down and he blasts it to save the kid, making the kid think he did it. The kid looks at him and he goes, nice one, kid. That kid was confirmed to be Peter Parker. A.K.A. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. What? Spider-Man? 
basically we we unofficially got the day we we got an unofficial debut of spider-man in this movie as well although he's although he's not played by tom holland in this film no it's just a body actor because he wasn't cast yet yes but his movies i never knew i think far from home i never knew either yeah i was like wait peter spider-man was in iron man 2 yeah, when they could that, I'm like, like why did, like, how come in Homecoming he didn't say that to Tony, or in Far From Home he didn't say that to Happy? When he's saying, even when, even when I first met him, met him, he goes, "What, what?" When he came to your house, no, no, when I was a little kid, and they could have mentioned that would have been such a cool moment if they referenced that. I don't know why they never referenced it. Maybe they will in the future. I don't know, but Marvel themselves confirmed that that was Peter Parker. I'm get, I'm get. I think the reason being is that is that Iron Man didn't see his face yet. True. I think no, not no, not just that. I think also just because, because also so because Spider Man is owned by Sony, so mm-hmm. maybe uh, I, I I I so I don't know if they were allowed to even use the name Peter Parker. Yeah, because anyway, that was due to that was due to rights issues at the time. But but there's another there's another post credit scene that happened right at the end of Iron Man Two where we see Phil Coulson of Shield go to New Mexico. Hazards. He goes to New Mexico. A foreign object. That suddenly is none other than Mjolnir, the weapon wielded by the one Thor Odinson, the god of thunder. Oh, yeah. And I'm just thinking, but I'm just thinking, uh, where where did this hammer come from? Uh, Guys, uh, where do you think think it actually came from? I think we have to go forward to figure it out. I don't think we're going to find it in 2010. I think we got to go forward a year. We got to go forward a year to may 6 2011 ah you guys there all right you guys ready yep oh boy oh boy i'm gonna regret this uh me too three one okay 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 i do not like that at all i don't i never. i'm never gonna used to that Oh, oh, ew, ew, ew. Oh, God. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. We're starting okay. to throw up in my mouth. Uh, Could have got my whole life without knowing that. Uh, okay. Rule rule, rule of thumb, do not eat while time traveling. Or don't before, before time, time traveling. Tra- before shrinking to that size. I don't know how Ant-Man does this. Yeah. My park level is good. Yeah, how does Scott do yeah. this? Oh, my God. Yep. All right. So, did it work? Yep. 2011. Yeah, did. Yep. So, cut to May 6, 2011. Thor. Yep. Thor. Yep. It's time for the God of Thunder himself to make his entrance. And it's funny because this film is going at this time in 2011. This is this is the film to be directed by Kenneth Branagh, who you may know from the from the Harry Potter films. Yes. Uh, specifically, Chamber of Secrets. Ah. And of course, uh, we get our first we get our first proper looks at Chris Hemsworth as the God of Thunder himself. For we have Tom Hiddleston mm-hmm. as Loki. We have Natalie Portman joining this film as Jane Foster. Anthony got Hopkins Clark as yeah, Odin. We, yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, we also have Clark Gregg coming back as uh, as Phil Coulson. And what to say about this film? My God. My God. This was 
I would say not the best Thor could offer. Yeah. Like, one thing I wish they did was I wish they dyed his eyebrow, Chris Hemsworth's eyebrows. It they just looked weird. Yeah, to make uh, to make it match with the comics and yeah, or, yeah. Just, you know, just, no, not this comics, just his hair. Yeah. In general, it looked like you could tell his hair was not that color. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Uh, and this yeah, earth, that- Thor fights, picks a fight with the with the frost giants. With their leader Laufey, who is the father, the biological father of Loki. What's even worse is that Thor got exiled, which yes, which resulted in being banished. And Odin puts a spell, puts an enchantment on his trusty hammer Mjolnir, saying that whoever wields his hammer, may he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. Meaning, you can only pick it up if you are worthy. If they yep. have to be worthy of it. Oh, we also have in this movie Idris Elba as Heimdall. We also have Cat Dennings and Stellan Skarsgård, but uh, but I will tell I will say uh, it the end the end credits is a perfect setup for what yes, basically what... Thor he goes to Earth he meets Jane meets Jane Darcy and Eric talks something about the nine realms learns a little more about science and then eventually Loki takes over tries to take over Asgard he sends the Destroyer and then and then and Thor ready to sacrifice himself is deemed worthy of the hammer. And the hammer comes back to him, and he gets his armor and his powers back. Yeah, but of course, uh, but of course, we all know in the final battle against Loki, we all thought that Loki died, but yes, because nope. but nope, but he nope. survived. Even post credit scene, he's still alive. And he courtesy of Nick Fury talking to Doctor Selvig, this is just the beginning. But I think we have another. I think we Maybe have another here. Trying to figure if there's anything else we need. Captain to do. America, the first Avenger, and we gotta go forward two more months to July twenty second. All right, year. let's do it. Let's do this. Three, two, one, go. Oh. oh. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, okay. Remind me when we're here to get the... some antacids. Yeah. I, I agree. Hope, I hope you need an Advil as well. Yep. So I don't know that, I, uh, I just more nausea. Anyway, we made it. Give us a rundown on Captain America: The First Avenger here. Well, on Captain America: First Avenger, it features Chris Evans as Captain America, Sebastian mm-hmm. Stan as Bucky, Bucky Barnes, Barnes, the Winter yep. Soldier, who we will. Uh huh. They set that up in this, which is perfect. Yep, we even have Hugo uh, Weaving and oh, yeah. Red Skull. We even have oh. Tommy Lee Jones and Stanley Tucci in the film. Yes, and, and let's not forget Haley Arnold as Peggy Carter. Ah, but but if you're probably wondering, this movie is not set in 2011. It's set in the 1940s. It's set in, during World War II. Also, yeah. one thing I forgot to mention when we were back a couple months ago, Thor saw the debut of Hawkeye. Clint Barton, a.k.a. Hawkeye, played by yeah. Jim. You can't forget about that. Which, by the way, I just yeah, can't forget about that. Man, hope you're doing well, man. Hopefully everything works out with your leg in the year. Hopefully they don't have to amputate it, is what reports are now saying may have to be done. I hope you can walk again. We're praying for you, man. Yep. Send our prayers. Pray for you, man. Anyway, back to where we actually are. Yeah, back. Yeah, we have like five minutes on. before yeah. we have to get more particles. Yeah. So anyways. Uh, we need more particles. Yeah, more power. So just- we're so in World War up, II. So, so how to sum up? Cap, so how to sum up Captain America: The First Avenger? 
this scrawny kid wants to do good named Steve Rogers from Brooklyn. He's this really skinny looking guy. He wants to do good. So he joins the army. I mean, cause he wants to, he, he wants to help mm-hmm. during world war two. And of course, out of all that, like eight Peggy Carter and like Bucky Barnes, like they're passed with picking because their government's trying to do super soldier serum to make the perfect soldier. Ah, and yeah. We have to pick this soldier. And this ends up becoming Steve Rogers because he's the one after they do a test of throwing a fake grenade, all the cadets run away. He runs and he jumps on it. Mm-hmm. But only this time when it comes to, to creating the super soldier, they this do it with spider well. rays instead of gamma rays. Which goes well, and he becomes this buff dude, Captain yep. America. He gets a shield given to him by Howard Stark, the father of Tony Stark, made yep. of vibranium. Yep, and of course we all know how this goes. Uh, and the, Captain America and his friends beat down Hydra, but something happens. Uh, but something because, happens in the middle of that because when they're on a train, Bucky unfortunately falls and he passes. Oh yes, yeah. or so, Which or maybe looks like a silver sc- look like a uh, green screen effect. But I digress. Yeah. Yes, but I mean, much to our chagrin. But much to our chagrin, there's a there's this uh, there's this. Blue cube that seems to be the Tesseract. Yes, which, you know, tesseract. is the Space Stone, one of the six Infinity Stones that will be important to this saga, this Infinity Saga. Oh yes, we got our first stone. Yes, sir. And, and of, of course, course, we find out the leader of Hydra, who's wearing a mask, is none other than Red Skull. What? Yes, yeah. Red Skull. Red Skull. Eventually, they fight. Red Skull touches the Tesseract, and because it's the space one, it blips him away. Never to be yep. seen again. For now. Yep. And then, of oh, course, at the end, Captain America he, wakes up in the modern day. Yes, but, he gets submerged in ice to save everyone, but he wakes up, and yep. it's the modern day. And if you're probably it's wondering... 2011. Greedin, because Greedin he was Nick asleep for 70 oh, years. Oh, yes. And but I think... Deserved. God. Yep, but I, but I think, that, but I think there's another stop where we can go to. Uh, we can get more pin particles there. I mean, maybe chaotic, but I think we have to. Yes. Yeah. You thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah, we have to be careful because there's other time travelers in this era as, in this year as well. Yeah, we better be careful. <laughs> Off to 2012, oh, boys. May 2012. May 4th. Boom. Oh. Okay. Okay. Oh, I Whoa. forgot. I forgot. Oh my god. I might have to take a probiotic before yeah. this. Yeah. Anyway, we probably got oh like two god. minutes. We are actually at the Battle of New York. Oh my god. The Avengers, where this all culminated. Everybody the returned from the New previous York. moves, except Edward Norton did not return as Bruce Banner. And he was, Fred was now played by, by Mark, Mark Ruffalo, who will continue to play this part. Mm-hmm. The Avengers, we find out the twist that Loki's alive. We, he's alive and he's after the Tesseract. But she's holding a scepter which contains the Mind Stone. Ooh! Find yeah. out who has the Mind Who gave him the Mind Stone first, later. But I guess, I guess we'll find out soon enough. But Captain what America, Captain America, Iron, Iron Man, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, and Hawkeye. Those six up. people coming together to take on Loki and his Such army an of the Shatari. And I will say, Joss Whedon did a great job at directing. I agree. This was hands on one of the best MCU films, the first Avengers. Everyone remember that iconic huddle, that rotating shot of all of them huddled together. And Hulk oh, yeah. smash. That was your cinema. Yep. 
and especially and, the scene where Hulk was smashing Loki to bits. Oh, that was hilarious! Or when he says it when he and he just punches Thor across the room for no reason. Yep. <clears throat> and then of course they have shawarma, that iconic shawarma machine. Yep. The, the first Avengers. This was like the culmination. We would talk about it more, but our we're soon gonna have to get more particles in like less than. Yeah, a minute. we're gonna have to get more particles so here. We're time. Almost out of time. But basically, basically seven up. We minute. get to the end credits. And we see the person who sent Loki is none other than Thanos, the Mad Titan. Thanos. Played by Josh Brolin. Yes. It turns out, we're doing Thanos. One thing is, in my theater, somebody got up and said, is that the guy from Superman? He thought he was Darkseid. Yeah. We're like, we're really crunching time. We, okay, yeah, we're like out of particles. Oh, so, oh crap. So yeah, Zach, we're almost take out. us out. Yeah, Zach, take us out. Okay. So we more particles. I'm going to find some right now. Go, go, look. Oh, Zach, guys, take us out. Go, go. Over here. My God. Go. What do I say? While Alex is looking for pimp particles, particles yeah, where, where are they? We hope to see you on the other side of the multiverse slash quantum realm. And we'll continue this and, trip. And we will continue this trip. Thanks for thanks, thanks for joining us. And oh. have a great night. Yeah. Oh, and follow, follow us on Spotify. Us on, and also follow us on Instagram. Yeah, follow us on Spotify. Hey, ciao. Well,